Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on internet land and socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better. And dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, ref! That's a foul! He's all over him! Okay, finally! Now hit your free throw! Free throw! Yeah! We want a picture! Not a belly itcher! What are you talking about? That's baseball! Who brought this clown? Oh, oh! Take me out to the ball game! Hey! Take <laughs> Again, that is baseball. Get out of here. I'm trying to watch the ball game. Oh, fine. Just trying to get into the March Madness. Oh, it's madness that you have. I just don't think it has anything to do with March. Ow! I'll be here all week. That goes out to all my fellow March Madness fans out there. Watching the game over there. What am I turning into? Bill Burr here talking about sports? Talking about that Gonzaga-UCLA game over there. I mean, it was a phenomenal game. A nail-biter. Should have never gotten to that place, but it did. But it was exciting. Oh, my God. Had a heart attack watching that. Gonzaga is my alma mater. So very proud of that team making it to the Elite Eight. But, hey, you don't tune in here to listen to sports talk. This isn't about sports. Go fuck yourself. This is about art. So let's get into some art talk today. I thought I would talk a little bit about some of the money in the art world and money that's being left on the table and conceptions, misconceptions about what is being made, what is being planted in our brains. This podcast is called The Living Artist, and I always talk about don't wait till you're dead, and we always talk about dispelling the myth of being the starving 
tortured artist. Well, let's talk a little bit about some numbers. Some numbers! Okay, that's the last time, I swear. It's hard once you start doing it, you can't stop. But I was surprised the other day to find out, well, not to find out, but to revisit the fact that a lot of artists aren't making a lot of money. A lot of professional artists, quote unquote, aren't making a lot of money. And you might be like, well, hey, if they're professional, then they should be making money. Otherwise, they're not professional. Well, that's not true because artists are very unique. They are spending a lot of money on materials. And by the end of the year, once they're writing off a lot of that stuff or factoring out what their, you know, their net gain is, Basically, you know, a lot of times, a lot of that money that they made goes into their materials or to their studio space or to whatever. Now, that's fine. You can write all that stuff off. You can get an accountant, but that is for a different podcast. Basically, I was looking at an art business coach that I used to follow, and she had a figure out there, a recent poll that was taken that your average professional fine artist is making dun 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 four grand a year. $4,000 a year for your average professional artist. Now, that's crazy. I mean, it does track. When I first came down here to LA and I was really pushing it and doing this as a side gig and selling my work and doing a lot of galleries, I was probably doing more gallery shows back then than I do now, just because I kind of figured out my own system now. But I was selling to friends and to collectors and through galleries. I was selling on average about $3,000 worth of art. And I had a couple of years where I made like five grand, but that was about it until I started really figuring out my art game and, you know, cranking it up a bit. And now I've, you know, obviously more than 10 X that many years, which is great, but that's just like absurd that killing it in the art world can be the equivalent of making, you know, a normal income in many other fields, uh, which is really crazy because I looked at a statistic recently, and in 2021, the overall global art market was worth $65.1 billion. Billion. (laughs) So, and that's in one year. So you're thinking like, where is that money? And why isn't it trickling down to more artists who are making a living? Professional artists, not just hobby artists, but people who are actually professionally doing this. Well, the art market, based on what I've seen, is kind of like a pyramid. Like there's a lot of people at the bottom who are not making anything. And as you get up there further towards the top, as it thins out, narrows out. Yeah. You got some people who are professional artists who are making like 10 grand a year in there or 15 grand a year in there. And then you get a little further into the upper echelon. And then you got your people who are making 50, 60 grand a year. And that's really, really good. And then you got the very small tippy top part, just the very top, the apex of the pyramid. And you got people like Jeff Koons and people like that who are just making like billions of dollars. It's crazy. It's not evenly spread out. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit. And yes, there are a lot of figures out there. If you were to Google right now and look up what's the average annual income for an artist, you're going to see anywhere from like 40 to 70 grand. But then when you dig a little deeper, that's like craftspeople and people who are employed, like artists who are employed by studios or, you know, set painters or designers or people like that, people who work in computer animation. That's typically what that is talking about. I was reading another article and they were saying the people who are really making a go out of being like a professional fine artist, like a visual artist, sculptor, painter, you know, photographer, you know, they're making anywhere from like 10 to 30 grand. But they said in that article that two thirds of those people are making 
in the bottom third. So we're making around 10 grand a year. And you know what? From my experience and from talking to other artists and interviewing a lot of artists, that kind of tracks. And that's sad. And that's why I have this podcast, because I want to talk about how do we make money? How do we not leave money on the table? How do we get a little bit of that trickle down, trickle down economics, the trickle down of the $65.1 billion industry into our own pockets? Well, that's what this podcast is about. But I just wanted to put that out there, not to make anybody feel bad, but just to give you some numbers and some reality and tell you that making that shift into becoming a professional artist who's making a good living, and I will categorize a good living as, let's say, $50,000 a year or more as an artist, it's really about mindset. And yeah, mindset can be, it's not just about like, oh, shifting my mindset, I'm going to make money. That's part of it. And we've talked about the law of attraction even, and I am going to do a couple more episodes on that in the coming months and years because honestly, shifting your mindset to an abundance mindset and to attracting money to you as an artist is key because so much of us have it programmed in our head and beat into our heads that artists cannot make money or, oh, look, the the average professional artist makes $4,000 a year, so therefore I'm fucked. (laughs) Well, that's one way of looking at it, but... I'm making a living as an artist and I'm just, you know, employing some things that I've learned along the way of just quality and consistency and finding my little niche and doing what I do and doing it day in, day out, working at it and finding a little market that works for me or a couple different markets that work for me and continuing to learn as much as I can about the business of being an artist. And I'm doing it. I'm planning on continuing to grow and evolve and make even more money as I go on. And I know that I'm not the only person out there who's doing it. I know there are other artists who are making as much money as I am or making more than I am or making a lot more than I am. And I have goals to make more and more and more and maybe not get to the Jeff Koons level, but hey, why not? (laughs) The sky is the limit, right? That's the thing about being a professional artist that I want to impress upon you, first of all, which is exciting. Yes, it is difficult to make a living as an artist until you figure some stuff out. But once you do, the sky is really the limit. There is no cap on how much money we can make. There's only a cap on our own creativity and our own mindset and our own ability to seek out opportunities. But once you really find out that that is a mindset shift and that is just about discovering these channels that work for you and then pushing the limits and getting out of your comfort zone, doing this and doing this and doing that, you can really find that, yeah, your income is unlimited. Your income potential, I should say, is unlimited. So that's very exciting. And we're going to talk about a lot more of that in the coming episodes. You know, I am going to talk a little bit more, like I said, about law of attraction and, and getting into that mindset where you're basically cleaning out all the cobwebs of the stuff that's been programmed into your mind, which is artists don't make money until they die. Oh, have a backup job, have something to fall back on because you'll never make money. You know, oh, you need to find a benefactor, somebody who will bankroll you so you can make a living as an artist. That's all bullshit. And you can make money. I'm not saying that it's easy. I'm not saying that anything's easy. Like being a lawyer is not easy. Being a doctor is not easy. Being an architect is not easy. These, all these things take some work and effort. But once you get into that rhythm and you start to make that shift of taking it seriously and taking the steps to do that, you really can make an income as an artist and you can find a way to make a good living as an artist. I have personally found it to be always a very horrible and harmful and detrimental mindset and programming that people do that society does to artists. Well, 
this is what you have to be able to expect. So, you know, it's going to be a hard road ahead. You're not going to make, don't expect to make a lot of money. I find that to be so damaging because think about it. A lot of times they're saying to you, well, you know, it's because art isn't really necessary. Well, as we've talked about before, that is not true because art has always been important. It's one of the few things that stands the test of time that people go back to in different civilizations and different cultures and different countries and go, oh, well, what do they do? Do they go to the local law firm or the local CPA's office and look at what they do? No, they go to museums. They go to galleries. They go check out things that are inspirational. And that's what we do and that's what we provide as artists. So it is very important. And, you know, by that same thinking, you could be like, well, movies aren't important. Movies aren't necessary to our survival. No, they're maybe they're not necessary to our immediate survival, but they provide a service, whether that's escapism or entertainment or inspiration, and they make a shit ton of money as well. That brings in billions and billions and billions of dollars as well. And sports, while we're on the topic of March Madness, my dad and I were just talking about how much money the NCAA brings in and how they're basically redistricting a lot of the conferences in college basketball. And it's all money. There's always money at the base of it. And you could argue that sports aren't necessary to our survival either. They're not important. They're not like putting food on the table. It's not like, oh, you know, it's, it's about shelter and food and procreation. No, it doesn't fall into that category. But sports, I will argue, has been extremely important in the same ways that art and film and entertainment have been important. They provide us with a lot of inspiration. They provide us with entertainment. They provide us with a almost a map of what is possible in human achievement, which is very important, I would argue, uh, just as important as many of these other fields. So scrape that out of your mind right away, that art is not necessary, and therefore that's why you should not be making money as an artist. That's bullshit. There's a lot of athletes that are making a lot of money. There's a lot of actors and producers that are making a lot of money. And there's a lot of uh, high-end galleries and auction houses and fine artists that are making a lot of money. So you can also make money. It is available to you. Now, why don't most artists make a lot of money? I mean, that's the big question, right? I mean, yeah, there's a lot of maybe malaise. There's a lot of negative programming that goes into that. There's poor work ethic, or maybe somebody is being bankrolled and they don't have the motivation to really get out there and pound the payment and do what's necessary. That's just some of the stuff out there. But I think there's a lot of things that we can do and we can point to that could turn that corner for a lot of artists. I mean, like we don't have an artist union. We don't have like a painter's union. And if there is, I don't know about it. It's not very widespread and it's not very powerful. It's not like standing up to a lot of these big other entities and putting money into our pockets and negotiating our wages. But there are certain things that we can do that we can think about at least that can benefit other artists, like not undercutting other artists. There's a lot of people out there in the online world. I see this a lot in our marketplaces where, you know, I'm selling a piece of art that I've worked for 20 years to establish these prices and I've sold at these prices. Let's say I'm selling a, a, a five foot by six foot piece for 11 grand or 12 grand. And then you've got a newer artist who comes in and is, you know, talented. That's always subjective, but let's just say they are a talented artist and they're selling that same size for like $1,500. Well, if you're a collector, what are you going to go for? You're going to go for the piece that you really love that's $12,000 or the piece that you kind of love that's $1,500. You know, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Now, there are some people that understand value and collecting and investing in art, and those people will pay those extra 
thousands of dollars to collect this piece. But there's a lot of people out there who are new collectors who are, you know, dipping their toes in trying to buy pieces. And when you're doing that kind of stuff, you're just undercutting your fellow artists. So my advice to you is to look what's out there. See what people are selling at. Yes, I understand people are at different levels. Uh, and you do have to kind of start off by selling at a certain price. But I don't think if you're on the same marketplace and you're selling quality work and you've been working at your craft for a long time, I don't think you should be undercutting artists by like 90%. I think there should be a value that you hold yourself to that's like saying, okay, not only am I valuing myself in the same category as this other artist, but I'm also not devaluing everybody else and trying to just make that quick sale. Because you'll find over time, and I've seen this over time with artists who are talented who do this, they end up upping their prices very quickly because they see the amount of effort they have to put into shipping these things and putting these out there and just their own creativity and their material costs and all that, it goes into it. They don't want to be selling at that price. So I would just argue that a lot of times we can be a rising tides lifts all boats type thing by just being aware of what's going on around us with other artists, with other prices in the market, in online art marketplaces, in galleries. Like I'm sure you've gone to galleries and you've seen group shows where certain artists are selling for 15 grand or 20 grand. And then there's an artist over here selling a piece that's large for $900. And that doesn't do anybody any good. So I don't know what the answer is 100%, but it should be something where like we all get together on some level and say, look, we're going to have some sort of solidarity here. I think that's a lot of the stuff in the art world that keeps some artists from making money is there is no solidarity. There is just this frantic kind of panic of like, I got to sell, I got to sell at any, I got to sell at any cost I can just to cover my nut and to, you know, to be able to make sure that I, I, I get what's mine out of this. Well, I understand it. But I think it's time for us to hold ourselves to a different standard. And I think that's hopefully why you're listening to this podcast and just something to think about, right? There's no 100% clear answer on all this. And there's always going to be somebody out there who's going to work harder or who's going to undercut you in price. That's just always going to be there. But just having that awareness, I think, will rise our collective game a little bit. And in the coming episodes, we will talk about some more mindset stuff. We will talk about more strategy stuff. And we will even talk about some abundance and law of attraction stuff, things to shift your mindset, things to bring more money to you and to hold yourself to a higher standard where you really believe that you are worth what you're selling your prices for. And if you're selling your prices for bargain basement prices, then maybe it's time to get yourself out of the basement and get onto the first, second, third, or hey, even 10th floor. So look out for that. And this has really just been kind of a general conversation about the art world and about money and money that's being left on the table. And, you know, why are more artists not making a living or why are more professional artists not making more money that are at least on par with some other professions out there that we think might be comparable? Well, that's a good question. It's an age old question. And I think the shift comes from just being able to shift your mindset and being able to educate yourself on what's out there and talk to other people and help each other elevate our own games and all of our own collective mindset. I think that'll go a long way to making more artists a force to be reckoned with out there and to have more artists be making a living wage. I think that's great. So thanks for listening to this. Hope you'll give it some thought. Hopefully you'll do some research on a lot of these things and you know just look 
on the art marketplaces you're on. Look in the galleries that you're on. Look at the artists that are selling. Look at the artists that are moving their product and you know selling a lot of their work and making a living. See what they're doing. See what their selling prices are and see where you kind of fit with that and, and just start to give it some thought on what you need to be really pricing your work at and how you need to be shifting your mindset to be a little bit more like these artists who are selling consistently. So thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with another episode in the next week and hope everybody's doing well. Be good to yourself. Be good to your mindset. And uh, just remember that your art is worth it. You are worth it. Your art is worth it. And it is a worthwhile thing that you're doing. We will see you next time. All right, kid. I'm going to give you one more chance to speak some basketball terminology here. You're in a basketball game. Feel the vibe. Feel the flow. What do you got to say? How about? Okay. Swing. Swing. Did I do it? Uh, yeah, kid. Sure. You did it. I did it. I got it. Nothing but net. At the buzzer. Look at you. I'm proud of you, kid. Now get the hell out of here. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.